Good evening. Welcome to the 12th Man Podcast. You've got uh, me, Steve Jackson. I'm the main man in the main chair, as usual. Um, you've got Mr. John Donovan with me. Evening, JD. Now then, you're right. Now then, now then. I've uh, got Mr. John Cutler with us. Evening, John. Hello, chaps. And I'm still going to say special guest, but he's quite regular now. Um, our our favourite Geordie, uh, Mr. Steve Dixon, so joined us again. How's Steve? How are you doing? Good evening, boys. Great to be back again. Good. Always happy to have you, mate. Um, so we're going to talk the absolute shit show of, a, of Cardiff City. Um, not that Cardiff was shit show. Um, we've we've bloody were, but uh, we'll talk Cardiff. Uh, we'll talk what was right, what was wrong. Um, you know, could we have done anything different apart from not concede three goals? Um, we'll talk about what's going wrong with the club, at the, you know, as a whole. You know, there's a lot of disgruntled fans. Obviously, you heard the, the booze at half time um, on Tuesday night. Um, and then we'll preview Rotherham, you know, which, as I say, I told the lads, I'm absolutely terrified already. Um, so, yeah. And will my, will my voice last? I don't know. But you'll find out. Um, so before I start, are we all all right? Yeah, all good, thanks. Thanks, Steve. Good. Well, go on, John, make it three. I did, I said, I, I said I'm all good, mate. Oh, okay. I just chose to ignore you, obviously. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I you said it was your throat that was bad, not your ears. My, my ears are always fucking bad, so don't worry about that. Um, right. <clears throat> Here we go. Right then, Tuesday night. Team comes out. Did any? Obviously, we're going to you know what what went wrong, but um, I'll start with you, JD. Did you have an issue with that starting lineup? Uh, I didn't know. Um, so it it was a fairly strong team. I would have liked to have seen two up front, um, but. Uh, Considering it was the team that uh, done well against Sunderland, yeah, let it roll. Yeah, uh, so I was okay when the uh, when the team was announced. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously we did have that eight day gap, obviously because of um, what happened over the weekend. We won't go into that, obviously. Um, if you've been under the rock, you, you say something's happened. Go put go put the news on. Um, but um, yeah, I thought an eight day gap, you know, keep the team exactly as it was, was a good idea. I mean, looking back, I was I was badly wrong. But Steve, I'll come to you. Did you have any problems with that team? Um, not in terms of thinking that it was good enough to win the game, no. Because I fully expected that side to be strong enough to take care of a Cardiff side who'd only scored four goals all season. Um, however, I do have concerns when I see any Middlesbrough team at home playing one up front. Um so, like John, uh, I fully expect your Middlesbrough to win. However, I, I do have concerns when we're not playing two up front. I think um, we struggle with one up front. I think teams have, have found out a little bit. And I always think we're very, very vulnerable in that system. If we go behind, which unfortunately the season we tend to do, it always seems once we go one behind, it's a long way back for us to get two goals. So, yeah, a little bit concerned at the starting lineup. However, I still expect you to do the job. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It was, um, as I say, I, I, like, I like my stats. If you, if you haven't guessed, I do like my stats. And I did see four goals all season. You know, they're, they're not prolific. They're not. I've even, I even looked at the shots on target ratio, and they've, I think they've only had, they've had less than 20 shots on target. You know what I mean? So, before Tuesday night, and. John, I'll come to you. Obviously, you know, did you have any issues with that team like we all didn't? No, I'll reiterate what the lads have said on paper. That team, I know no game's easy in this league, but looking at that team, I was quite confident we'd win. But again, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, not many times last season did we play with one forward, did we? It was generally two, it was five, five, always five at the back, but five, three, two. And I just think, at home, we're giving teams the impetus, letting them settle into the game. And 
I like to see us getting straight at teams and, and with the one up front, it just doesn't do it for me. No, it doesn't. You're absolutely right. As I say, uh, I looked at the, um, let's say, like previous teams, obviously look, coming towards what we're going to talk about tonight. And you're right. I say the teams we played last season, we always had two strikers. You know, we always had Coburn and Watmore. Or, you know, we had players alongside each other in that team. Um, God, we barely went blank then. Who did we have up front last year? Spora. Spora, yeah. See, he went blank because he was absolute dog. And um, don't, forget, don't forget Connolly. I can't forget Connolly, right? I've still got bruises on my shins where I went down the stairs at Swansea and I thought he'd score. Um, but, you know, we had combinations, we had partnerships. We haven't got one this year. We've, we've got someone behind the striker that's playing uh, number 10, in inverted commas, that is not a number 10. He should be playing where Moat's playing. But uh, say, I'll go into that a bit further in a little bit. But, JD, we went to QPR, second game of the season. That game, Tuesday night, did that remind you so much, that first half, did that remind you so much of that first half at, at uh, Loftus Road? Uh, we were better at Loftus Road, to be honest. I mean, the first 45 on, on Tuesday was appalling. Um, so many players out of sorts um, I, I could now go on and talk at length about um, the, the problems that I thought we had on Tuesday but um, you know we've got so many players at the same time out of form uh, you, you look, you're looking at half the team you know Jones hasn't been uh, anywhere near last season McNair Housen um, Crooks, you, you, you know, you, you, there's four that I named off. The, there's others that you can probably mention. Um, I mean, Mort, he used to he used to run the game whenever he was against us. When he when he whenever he played against us, he ran the midfield, and that's why I was so excited when he signed for us. But he just looks nothing. Um, from it of, of his former self, I, I just I'm struggling to understand why there's such a collective um, failure and, and loss of form amongst very experienced players. I can understand it. I can understand Jones because he's young, um, and you know he's. He's got a reputation and people are sort of keeping a close eye on him. But the, the other players, they're all very experienced. And and for, for half, like I say, half our team to be underperforming so badly, you know, just doesn't give us a chance, does it? No, you're absolutely right. It was um it was really disappointing because the big word I picked up for what you just said there, JD, was failure. You know what I mean? That that, that was that, that was the big word for me because um, you know you could you could describe it in all sorts of words and you know put all sorts of adjectives to it, but to go as strong as failure, that's a strong, that's a very strong word. But you're absolutely right. You say there's so many players that have, have got it wrong. I mean, I mean, I. I suppose we better go through the goals, but every goal came from individual mistakes, and that really annoyed me even more. I mean, the first goal particularly really did piss me off because the ball went in behind McNair. Did McNair sprint? No. He jogged. He he, he jogged. There was no commitment. There was no... There was nothing, He didn't look arsed, and that's what really bothered me. I don't know if you had a, a different view to me but to me he looked like he jogged and then just looked around and thought oh right that's gone in crap the, the thing the thing that I'm um, that I'm I'm, I'm getting um, a, a bit uh, sick of to be honest is the amount of possession we have and doing absolutely nothing with it uh, we're not Man City Man City can keep the ball at ease uh, and eventually you know they'll pull their opponents out of shape 
and then they'll exploit the, the, the player that's lost his position. And they've got the players to do that. I don't know whether we think we can do the same in this league, but we're just keeping possession and, and doing and doing very little with it. Uh, you, you know, we, we, you look at Reading, 70 odd percent possession. You look at Stoke, again, more possession, but we're not doing a great deal with it. And, exactly. and also, when teams press us and close us down, like they did on the, like the first two goals against Cardiff, Crooks was closed down, lost possession. Uh, ball was played forward. But like you say, McNair, he showed no intensity, no drive to get back. Yeah, he, he, he was always going to be second best, but get breathing down that guy's neck. Put him under pressure. To be fair, it, it, it was a simple goal. It was a simple goal for him because nobody pressurised him and, and he had time one-on-one -on -one with the keeper to pick his spot. Second goal, Housen turns one way, gets, gets closed down, turns the other, gets closed down, loses possession. Goal number two. And and at that point, 20 minutes in the game, 2 nil down, you're looking at the manager thinking, right, change it, do something now to change this game because... Um, you know, we, we, we've we've done nothing, and we're two goals down. We've still got seventy minutes to try and turn it around. I, I thought that's when we should have made the change. No, you're absolutely right. Um, before I go on, um, evening, Yusuf. Evening, how's it going, lads? I don't want to interrupt. No, no, no. <laughs> intense. No, I, wanted, I thought I'd let you in, but I didn't want to stop me rant because I thought I need to get yeah. off my chest. And obviously, JD's like, "How are you?" I'm very well, thanks. And yourself? Yeah, um, well, you know, we're we're all right, but um, yeah, bit 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 peeved, as you can probably guess by what we're talking about. But um, yeah, well, um, actually, I'll stay with you, Yusuf, because I, I did ask these these boys exactly the same thing before you came on. Obviously, we've just been talking about the goals, but the starting lineup comes out. Were were you happy with that starting lineup? No, I'll be honest, no. Um, I, I wanted us to play with two up top, um, just like I think the majority of uh, uh, fans. Um, I think if you're going to play a, a midfield four, you need a little bit more creativity. You need your, your Tavs and your Pierros and players like that. I felt the four that were in the midfield were quite similar in House and Mowat, Crooks and... Um, and um, Magree. 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 Magree, exactly. It lacks pace. It lacks a little bit of drive that obviously Tav used to give us or a bit of creativity that Piero used to give us. So I think if you're going to play midfield four, it could potentially work, but they've got to have the, the certain attributes. And I think the four that we had, it just, it's, it's probably a system that you play maybe away from home against a team that you're not going to have a lot of the ball. But I think when, when you're at home against a struggling Cardiff side, I mean, we're struggling as well, but we're the home side, you expect a bit more a bit more quality, you know, certainly um, certainly more options going uh, further forward. Because I get what Wilder is saying is, you know, it's not all about the system and blah, blah, blah. But you saw second half when we had two up top, literally, and it's like a different team, you know, what more gave us the energy. Um, so I think it's, the, the problem's not necessarily the system, because I think we've still had Piero and, and, and Tav as, you know, two of that midfield four. That could potentially work, but I just feel the midfield four of... Um, Riley McGree, uh, Matt Crooks, Johnny um, Houston and Alex Mowat are a bit too um, similar, to be honest. But I, I'm glad you said that, because I've said that a few times now. That midfield, they all do the same thing. Mowat should be playing where Housen's playing. Crooks wants to go there. It's like at the back when you look at Lenihan and Fry, they both want to play in exactly the same place. And they can't. Because you know it's physically impossible, obviously. Um, but that's why Moet's not getting the best out of his game. That's why Housen's not, because Moet's always trying to get inside. And I, I feel that playing two up front can bring McGree back into where Moet is at the moment. You know, if he's down for that left footy player to be where Moet is, that's what McGree is. I, I, I just don't get what I know. I know he, the finish against Sunderland was a good one. It was a it was a really good finish, a good touch, good finish, but. He's not a number 10. He's, he's not. If you're going to play a 3 5 2 or 5 3 2, whatever the hell you want to call it, right? It all, it, both formations end with the same two. 
we don't play two, we play one. So at the moment, where we're playing five, four, one, off, off, three, six, one. Take your pick. You know what I mean? And it, I just feel that the system's right because the balls are getting into the box. You know, the creativity is still there. It's wrong because we aren't getting the bodies in the box because we've got too many. They're going to stay on that halfway line. We're also knocking the ball long to Mooners, um, and he's got nobody near him. No, so, so he's he's decent in the air, um, but if he wins that, there's nobody near him, nobody off him to take advantage of that. Um, so, I, I think um, I, I think we're using Mooners uh, incorrectly as 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 a target man. Like I say, he, he's decent in the air. Give somebody uh, the chance to, to get on the end of the aerial balls that he wins. But I would ask them to maybe play the ball down the channel or play the ball into him, into his feet, so he can control it. Uh, turn and, and make his own move or, or play into a, an oncoming midfielder. I just think trying to lump the ball up to him um, with. With two centre halves, um, one close, one just up, we're seeing we're seeing nothing, um, nothing come off it really. No, you're right. It's um, it's it's frustrating to watch because it's not it's not Wilder football lumping it up. He never did it with Sheffield United. It was always the the, the full backs and the the wing backs bombing on and getting the ball in the box either to the, the man that's on the edge or the two men that are in the middle. You know what I mean? There's, there's always someone that wants the ball on the floor into feet so you can turn and, and face goal. At the moment, I just feel like it's getting a bit desperate. I know we're looking for, we're looking for wins and we're, we're... I mean, let's face it, we're fourth bottom. You, you start, we're starting to look at the table now. We're fourth bottom. And it's not... It's, it's, we're in a false position because if you look at our squad, it's a beaut. Our squad is a real beaut. Um, but I just feel like at the moment, something's not right. Um Steve, I'll come to you. You know, apart from obviously what we've mentioned, you know, what do you think's wrong or going wrong at the moment? I, th- I think you've all made some fantastic points actually, and, and stole me thunder on many of them. <laughs> um, but what I, what what I thought was very interesting um, was the Cardiff manager Steve Morrison, who had said would well, identify Middlesbrough's weaknesses. Now. When a Cardiff manager has identified Middlesbrough's weaknesses, bearing in mind we were one of the favourites for promotion this early in the season, that sends alarm bells to me as a supporter. And what he was, what he said was um, that Middlesbrough they've only won twice this season, and on both times it was when they had the lowest possession. <clears throat> Every time Middlesbrough have dominated a game with possession, um, you know they haven't won. So Cardiff's tactics basically were let them have the ball. Because what Yusuf said about the midfield being pedestrian and all the same, I think Cardiff came and just thought, let these have the ball, let them pass it sideways, backwards, sideways and backwards. And when we get the ball, we'll hit them quickly on the break. We'll get it in behind them, in the channels behind Zaya Jones um, and Giles. And that's what they've done all night. And the cause were problems they had all night. And it was a simple tactic that worked, obviously, especially first half. Once they went 3 0 up, it was a case of, 11 behind the ball. Are you going to be good enough to break us down? And I think we've been found out. And Chris Wilder really, really needs to start having a plan B because I'm getting a bit bored now of him persevering now with this system. Last season, which you alluded to earlier on, we were quite happy to go 5-3-2. We were more than happy to go 4-3-3. And if he thinks moving forward, continuing with this system is a better option, than having two up front, or even trying to be, look, we'll go back, we'll back four, and we'll we'll, we'll put Munez up front still, but we'll, we'll flank him with Watmore and Jones. Now, to me, Cardiff City, if we were playing 4-3-3, with Watmore and Jones flanking Muniz in a back four, I think we would have murdered them. But it must be so easy, you know, to play against Middlesbrough at the minute, because you just sit off them, let them pass it around a little bit, and then try and hit them on the break. And we've got to be much better than that. We've got better players than that. Uh, we've got to be tactically better than that. And I, I, I think there's a little bit more to it. I think behind the scenes there's a few problems. Um, 
I think Chris Wilder would have liked to had Larson come in in the in the window. He would like Reese from from Preston have come in in the window. And when he hasn't got his main targets, and he's been possibly fobbed off a bit with uh, Marcus Force and Hoppy coming in, who probably weren't his signings. I think he's thought, you know, what it is these aren't what I wanted. These aren't good enough for Middlesbrough, in my opinion. Until um, Akpom comes back from from injury, I'm just going to play over one up front and prove a point to you know the powers that be that this isn't good enough. But unfortunately, that's not helping anybody. It's certainly not helping Middlesbrough Football Club, and it's not getting where they want to be. And I think over the next few games before um, Akpom comes back. Uh, to fit this, he's going to have to eat a little bit of humble pie and go back to two up front or try 4 3 3. Um, because we're really in a situation now where we can't afford to lose many more points on that top six, certainly the top two. Uh, if we've got any aspirations to do anything, you'll remember, Steve, on a previous podcast, I mentioned massive concerns about the slow start. Yeah, and I said to John Donovan, When do you start to panic? Is it after five games, six games, seven games? We're now going nine games. You know, when when do you start to panic about aspirations for the season? We should be up there with this squad. I ha- I had a little bit of look back um, on Middlesbrough's results since since January. Um, and don't get us wrong, I'm I'm a Chris Wilder supporter and fan, and I think he's good for this club. And I really really wanted to work for him, and I want him to stay. And I do want Middlesbrough to be in a situation making silly knee-jerk reactions because we've been down that road 40 many times lately. But we've won 10 games out of 29. 10 games out of 29. I mean, that's a horrific statistic for a team that's vying for promotion. And if that continues, it'll only end one way. Um, We've got so much going forward at the minute with the connection between the supporters and the manager. The style of play generally has been really good but now we're in a position where I feel we're starting to drift again and we can't afford to let let slip what we've got and I really hope um, Chris Wilder you know moving to Roth- into the Rotherham game we'll see a more positive lineup. Um you know I'm not going to go on and on because obviously other people have got to talk but I would like to see some changes to that lineup from for Rotherham and a change of formation well, yes, David, you, you, you're going about the uh, the points returned from like ten uh, sorry ten wins, twenty nine games. We've played ten games this season. We've had uh, one clean sheet, and we've conceded a boatload of goals. Two wins, two wins out of ten. You know that that's a worse ratio than the one you mentioned there. Ten out of twenty nine. Um, yeah. it, it seems to be getting like getting worse. Yeah, definitely. So you're you're right. This game on Saturday um, is it, it, it's very important. Um, it's a bit of a watershed because you know lose this, uh, and and there will be uh, real. Um, I mean, the boos at halftime against Cardiff were from every stand in the ground. You know, it was really loud. It was, you know, heartfelt by a lot of a lot of supporters. And it was only what the team deserved. Um, That's the first time under Wilder as well, really, isn't it? That's the first yeah. time it's happened. Yeah. And, and um, yes, we came out second half. We scored two goals. But like you said, Steve, the game was won. They didn't need to do anything other than um, try and shut up shop. Uh, they, had, they had a big enough lead to win comfortably. We, we got it back to 3-2. Uh, but other than that, you know, there wasn't really um, there wasn't really that many chances at three two to 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 take a point. But Saturday is very important, um, it, it, and as important as as the result is, is the way we set up. And I like you would like to see a more positive um, setup for that game. Show some intention uh, because. If we if if we soon turn into the team that we've seen um, most of this season that keeps the ball and just moves it from side to side, moves it into the final third, then comes back, the crowd aren't going to like that, uh, and it, it'll make for a difficult evening. We massively need the crowd behind them on on Saturday, John, live on Sky. Yeah, and I, I think a positive lineup with a change, like you've said, the formation and personnel. 
would give the fans a boost before kickoff, and they would be right behind them. You turn up that ground on Saturday night, which we all will, and you see the lineup, and it's very similar to the one that played against Cardiff. Straight away, the fans are nervous, and if they don't start off well, or dare I say, please God, no, concede the first goal again, it's going to be a horrible, horrible atmosphere, and I really don't want that to happen. And Wilder's, Wilder's a sensible man, and he, he 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 tends to know how the fans are feeling around Middlesbrough, and I hope he's I hope he gets it right this time because. You really need to pick a positive lineup and get the fans on side because I think the fans could be key on Saturday night actually to try and get this side back on track because I think they're struggling um, massively for confidence. Well, those who are going to be there will be the sort of you know the the diehards. Um, there was a lot of people, whether or not they'll they'll carry this threat out, but there was a lot of people on Tuesday night said they're not going to bother Saturday. Um, that, that you know that that was appalling. I'm not going to bother. Yeah, it might have just been an eject um, sort of reaction uh, of the way we performed first half. But you know, you're dead right. We need the crowd to get behind the team um, because we need that result on Saturday. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, um, so go, go on, jump. I, I, I mentioned on this podcast time and time again, that I can take defeat if I think the players are putting it in. They've got to take a good look at themselves in the mirror. Hunger, desire and passion is a bare minimum for every single game that they play. And Chris Wilder said on numerous occasions that he knows what hard work and community Middlesbrough is. And the fans demand that. That on Tuesday night, first half, was unacceptable. There's no other word for it. It's the players and the managers to blame for that because he's picking them players and he's brought a lot of them in. If it doesn't change and it doesn't change soon, it's only going to end one way. The players have to take a good look at themselves in the mirror because that it was absolutely abysmal. There was no fight. There was nothing. I tell you, we, we miss the go on about leaders. Do you think Grant Ledbetter would have been stood in the middle of that pitch and not getting in there with them players even after 25 minutes when we're 2-0 down? We need somebody like that who's going to give them a rollicking on the pitch. Ledbetter would have brought the guy down who scored the first goal. He'd have just hacked him down from behind. You know, um, and that's what I think we're looking back at it. McNair should have done. Um, but obviously, you know, he didn't even get it close to him to, 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 to be able to put the challenge in because he was just jogging after them. Exactly. And that's the thing that really pisses me off. Sorry, guys. Go on, John. I keep, I keep jumping in front of you. Other than Muniz, in the first half, he, he, I mean, he might as well have been on the moon. He was that isolated. But at least he was working hard and he was still working the line. Other than him, it wouldn't bother me one bit if the other 10 players were dropped for Saturday. Wouldn't bother me at all. <clears throat> well, there you go. I mean, I thought Giles, uh, I thought Giles done okay. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> The first half, I, I was just uh, drinking my pint in total silence. I, I just couldn't get my head around it. Uh, and do you know what? I, I, I don't, I, I don't know where we go. Um, because looking at the bench, um, there's there's not sort of uh, not masses of options, is there for us? Um, midfield is a is a big big problem. It is a big problem for us. Um, uh, um, and we've we've got we've got to stop that. I mean, midfield, it, it's the engine of the team. You know, it, it's the first line of defence. It, it's the it starts the attacks. It's vitally important. Um, and yeah, but we we're, we're so plodding. And um, yeah. well, I, well, I've got options in my opinion to switch it because I don't think you will. But if, if, if we've got good defenders, you could quite easily go to back four. I think Dykesdale's got to come back in the team. I think he's proved himself over the last few weeks that we're a better team when Dykesdale's in it. And I think if you went to a back four and you had Dykesdale at right back, you've got different options for the centre-backs and Giles can go left back. Put McGree in midfield to, to have a bit more creativity in midfield. Pick, it, pick the other two out, out, out the pick and mix bag. And go three up front. Flank Muniz with Watmore and Jones. Get pace down either side of Muniz. You know, we have got options to, to, to shake it up. If he's, if he's not bold enough to do that and he still wants to keep the back five, OK, we'll, we'll, we'll drop McGree back in the midfield, bring Dykesdale back into the back 
back three for a bit of pace and, and, and stick what more up front alongside Moniz. You know, we, we have got options far, far better than what we're showing at the moment. And I, I feel it's all a little bit too late and hurried near the end where we're 15 minutes to go. We're throwing on players just to, 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 to pull a rabbit out the hat. That's not good enough. The plan B, if it's not working, should be done far, far earlier than these games. We're letting these games drift on far too long. You know, even against Sunderland in the Derby game, we won one nil, and everybody was happy, big, big atmosphere. But let's be honest, we weren't very good. Yeah. You know, we weren't very good, and it, it, it the, the writing's been on the on the wall for a while with this formation, and I'm really surprised that he stuck with it. I, I think he first brought it in against Stoke away, and it, it worked quite well. And I was I come on the podcast then after that game and said I wasn't a fan of that team when the team come out. However. We played very, very well that night. McGree was excellent. But since then, it hasn't really worked. I clicked, and for whatever reason, he's continuing with it. And I can only think it's out of spite that he hasn't got the forward players in that he wants, and he's trying to prove a point until Akpom comes back. Because for a clever man and a, and, a, and a really, really good manager, I can't see any other reason why he would persist with it. The thing is, the change should have been made at 2-0 um, on Tuesday. If he if he changes the team, then if he moves it around, we possibly don't concede that killer third goal right on half time. Um, yeah. And and at two nil, you still got a slim chance. At three nil, it's you know it, it's it's nigh on impossible to win the game. Um, it doesn't happen very often. Uh, so you know, uh, yeah, it, it's now where he's got to use his experience and. Maybe he's not be so stubborn if he is trying to prove a point, Steve. He's not got to be so stubborn yeah. he, and he's just got to think, I'm here to win the game, not to prove a point. I'm here to win the game. Um, because if he doesn't, his job's become his job becomes a little bit um treacherous, doesn't it? You know, it it, 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 it not treacherous, sorry, but um it, it become, yeah, yeah. It it, it 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 it's hanging it's hanging in the balance, you know, if these results continue. So See, you, you've got people saying that we can't go to a, a back four, right? So for me, Ball, Ball, Ball has done all right this season when the bits that he's played, and you've got Dykesale. So they could play as the full-backs. Why could we not move Giles into left midfield and Jones right midfield and give the opposition team something to worry about rather than us worrying about what they're doing? We've got we've got threats there. For me, Nunes is going to score goals. If we give him the, the ammunition, he'll score goals. Put Jones and, and Giles further up the pitch and play four and let the defenders defend because they can't pass the ball out from the back other than McNair for me. No, you're absolutely right for me. I, I agree with that because as, as much as it didn't matter, that header from Muniz, that was a proper striker's goal, that. Great goal. Great he, he, he got straight, he got in the position in between, I think it was, was it the centre-back and, the, and the, the right back. He got in between them. And got straight up for the ball. He, he put the ball in the perfect position to say back of the net. Keeper was never getting to it. And you think, well, hang on, there's two goals in a minute. You know, where was this an hour ago? You know what I mean? But as I say, you, you've all made some incredible points to be quite honest. And you, you've pissed all over my parades because every point I've brought down, I've had to scrub off my phone. <laughs> so well done. Um but no, this is absolutely right to say um, he's, he's too stubborn at the moment, Wilder. He's, he's determined to make it work. And um, that's it. Thank you very much for coming on, JD. I'll see you on Saturday. Um, right, yeah, sorry about that. I just have to go. I've got things to do. Right, cheers. No, no. Thank Thanks you very much. Thank before, you, you, before, you go, before you go, before you go, who was your man of the match? Um, Moniz. And what's your prediction for Saturday? 2 0 Middlesbrough. There you go. You can go now. Right, bye cheers, bye. lads. Thanks. Thanks very much. That was Mr. John Donovan. Um, so um yeah, it was it was frustrating. It was frust- he's too stubborn for his own liking, and I think that's gonna be his downfall if he keeps going the way he is. But let's say I don't want to, I don't want to be that person that says he's gotta go, he's gonna go, you know, that's just me. I don't I don't want him out, but we've just spent over five million pounds on two strikers. Yeah. Are we are we a club in a position that can spend five million pounds on two strikers and say that they're going to come good in a couple of years when we're well, supposed to be a team that's going for promotion and we haven't got forwards to play with Muniz? 
I was just about to say that because what what word did he put together with them two strikers? Well, he said they were for the future, didn't he? Development. What? Well, Foss started a lot of games for Brentford when they got promoted. That was he a development player? Exactly. Well, Hop Top, he's an international for America, isn't he? And he's played in the Bundesliga and scored a hat-trick in the Bundesliga um, for Schalke. And you think, look, at, if, if, if you don't fancy these players, come out and tell the truth. You don't fancy these players, they weren't your signings or whatever. But mm-hmm. don't tell the fans that the development players, they're not 18, 19-year-old kids. They're both 21 year, years of age. And they've play, played, they're both international footballers for Finland and America. Um, they both cost, as you say, a best part of £5 million. Now, that's what I alluded to earlier. I think he's, he's proven a point in the club that he didn't get the player that he wanted. And that's not going to help anybody at the moment. That's the hand you've been dealt. Those are the players you've got. Play them. Mm-hmm. Let yeah. the fans decide if they're good enough or not. Because let's be honest, they can't do any worse than that nonsense on against Cardiff, can they? No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. Because... What was the one thing Hoppy said when he came to the club? I've come here, exactly the same as Stefan, I've come here to gain a World Cup spot. I want to go to the World Cup in November. He's never going to do that, playing a couple of uh, reserve games. Because in the reserve games he's played, he's scored. Am I right? I'll tell you where that'll end. I'll tell you where that'll end. Where it'll end. If he doesn't play from now till January... He'll be going out on loan in January. Well, actually, he won't because the World Cup's December. He won't be going to the World Cup. Well, he's, he's just missed out on the squad, haven't you? They announced the squad today, America, and um, he hasn't been named in it because he's not played enough games. So, straight away, he's not going to be happy, is he? So, exactly. you know. he's, he's got to be, you know, I'm, I'm not a fan of players pushing and shoving and trying to get, but he's got to be banging on the door now and saying, come on, at least, at least get me. At least you're getting me a sniff of coming on the pitch because he didn't even look like you know, he doesn't even look like he's getting anywhere near this starting 11, which is the most frustrating thing, you know, considering he's, he's made the move. Because Mallorca are not second division, they are La Liga, they are in the top division in La Liga, you know, they're playing the likes of Real Madrid, Barcelona's, Atletico Madrid, Sevilla's, you know, they're not playing pushover teams. You know, he's, he's in the limelight over there. You know, he's chose to come over here. He thinks he's got a better chance of football and it's not working. I'll mention it again. You can, even if you forget about Hoppy, we've got Force there who's played, what, he must have played 60 games in the Championship, probably more. I don't know off the top of my head. So what, what are we thinking? Are we, he's not a development player, not with the way we're playing at the moment and we're crying out for a centre forward and we want to play with two up top. If he doesn't start on Saturday, we've just wasted we've just wasted the money on the two of them. Unless the manager changes and bring we get another one who's going to play them. Well, that, well that's it for me because um, he's he says, you know, he's, he, he said after the game Saturday, uh, sorry Tuesday, I made the changes necessary because they they were needed. He's got if he's saying that Tuesday, he's got to be looking at Saturday and thinking, well, I need to make them changes again. Force played forty games in that promotion winning season for for Brentford, scored ten goals, exactly. assist, assisted I think assisted eight, maybe nine. You know, he, he he fed the players around him. You know, that's what he did. Why can't we do that? Mooney's just love the service off him. Play the, if you're going to play the ball up, play it to his head. He'll flick it on. Mooney's will get it. Listen, we've, we've all been in, we've all criticised Dunk in the past about his finishing. One thing you can never question about him and the players could have took a leaf out of his book is work rate. For me, the first two names on that sheet on Saturday, Immunis and Watmore, if, you, you've got to start Watmore after what he did second half. Why'd you put Force then? Well, well, maybe play with the three or bring Force off the bench, but... On Tuesday, I'd, I would have went with Force and started him. He's not getting enough. He's not getting enough minutes. If they want to get him up to speed, how is he going to do it by sitting on the bench? No, you're absolutely right. Um, I mean, Duncan he's not Watmore. Play while we're struggling. He's never going to play. Um, they, they keep saying Duncan Watmore. You know, he, he hasn't got ninety minutes in his legs. Well, that's fair enough. Why don't we start him and take him off? Why don't we see? Why don't we try and get the goal to start with? Get one up. Let Duncan Watmore run himself into the ground. Middlesbrough be one up. And then take him off for a force. What we keep doing with Watmore all the time is bringing him on last 15, 20 minutes when we're chasing games or the game's gone. 
you know, the game against Cardiff could have been a completely different story if Watmore puts his goal in in the first 20 minutes rather than the last 20 minutes. Well, that's it. I'd, I'd, rather, I'd rather start quick than finish quick. I, I don't I don't like these spurs at the end of the game where we were on top and, you know, we look like we're going to score a goal. I'd rather start the game like that. You go into the first 20 minutes and you turn it up. Boom. You, you know, fucking hell, happy days. Stop smiling at me. Stop smiling at me. <laughs> But um, because, you, because you said you don't want to finish quick, no one wants to finish quick. That's why. <laughs> exactly. But you know what I mean. I don't. I, I, we start way too slow for me. Way too slow. It's like we're trying to get into the game. Get into the game by scoring. Get, you score in the first five minutes, right? The opposition's plan, whatever they want to do, is gone. Doesn't matter how you score, when you score, it's gone. And. Steve Morrison was absolutely right. We gave them the ball because we knew we could hit him on the counter. And it absolutely proved it. We had 70% possession on, on Tuesday night again. But we only had 10 shots you know, I'll on make, I'll, make I'll make a little point. I know we've sat here and we've all criticised the midfield, right? And I totally agree with every point that's been made. But we, we have no options. We have no options to give the ball further forward. If you've got another striker, like when Watmore's in, he's working the line, he's running his socks off. There's always an outball for him. There was no outballs in that first half. It was side to side, side to side, back, side to side, side to side, back. Because he had no options up front. If he doesn't go with two on Saturday and we get beat, he'll deserve every bit of criticism that will be coming his way. Yeah, you're absolutely right. It was. Um, I, I've noticed as well the midfielders we're bringing in. We're bringing in, obviously the one goes signed. Um, he signed. Was it last Thursday? He signed. Um, mm-hmm. And it's rumoured that Dale Stevens is training with the club. Has anybody noticed a big link between the four we've got in and the two that we, what the one that's come in and the ones potentially going to come in? They all play what, the same the position. The same. Yeah, yeah. Well, we only need one of them on the pitch, don't we? Yeah, you know what I mean you only need one. You don't need. I, six. I can see. I can see getting a, 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 a you know an alternative option to Johnny Housen because you can't play three games in a week, and. Yeah. At the moment, he's struggling a little bit. So I can see, you know, Luongo coming in to be a, an alternative for, for Johnny Housen. As for Dale Stevens coming in, I don't really get that one. He's 33. Um, come, do, do we really need him? What's he going to bring? I, I, don't, I don't see that one, to be perfectly honest. Who, who, who sat there and thought, oh, the prolific Dale Stevens is on the ball again? I don't think I've ever said that. I don't think anybody's ever said that. We need someone to come in now that's going to do a Riley McGree job, a number 10 job. And we we are absolutely struggling. And it's, it's, if you, it's down to recruitment for me. If you look at all the midfielders we've got, McGree is the only one who I would say is creative. Crooks will get you the odd goal from a header, but I wouldn't say he can, he can deliver a killer ball to a forward. I think there's only McGree who's got the ability to do that in all of our squad. So that makes you wonder, is the manager and the people above the manager singing off the same hymn sheet? No, for me. No. I'll bring Yusuf in. You know, you always put a nice positive outlook on everything. Spruce that one up. <laughs> well, to be fair, I don't think you can be positive um, after yeah after that first uh, half, especially against Cardiff. But I think we've we've seen it coming. Um, it's not like it's suddenly uh, you know been sprung upon us. I think we've kind of seen it coming um, over the season. Um, I think the difficult thing to understand is I think in terms of the recruitment. I think I think for me, Wilder tried to maybe change too much too soon. You know. We had people like Piero, who I felt could have been given another opportunity, you know, 12 months. I know some people are saying, you know, he's not, a lot of Borough fans, you say, think he's like the saviour or whatever. But I think he's very different to the other central midfielders that we do have and we've been linked with and whatnot. And I feel if he was given the faith that, uh, you know, the likes of Mauer and Nagree or whatever has been given, I think we'd have seen a, a, a different you know, different quality in, in, in our midfield, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think it's just, it's, it's difficult, like I said, to be positive uh, 
after, uh, you know, um, what, what we've seen. And it's something that we've kind of been seeing coming from the performances this season. Yeah, Stoke was pretty good uh, performance, but we obviously didn't win that game. Um, but how, how many other performances can you say were absolutely fantastic? Watford, we played okay. Um, even, you know, the, 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 the two home games that we performed, that we won probably two of the worst performances of it, apart from Cardiff. But Swansea it wasn't great, and um, Sunderland offensively wasn't great either. Sheffield United, you know, on another day we could have lost that game. The draw, yeah, we, we, we'll take that. And uh, West Brom, that first half we were fantastic. I'm not going to complain about that. That was fantastic. We should have been three, three up in that first half. But it's just the same old story with us. We just can't finish, and defensively. We look shambolic. I mean, last season, uh, Dyke, Still, Fry, and and and, and McNair, that, that trio seemed to have worked. Um, whereas now we've kind of a lot of the games we've moved McNair from the left to the right. Fry hasn't often played, and then um, we've got um, obviously either Clark or, or Bowler um, on the left side. So we've we've, we've changed that as well. Um, so it's interesting. We obviously got rid of Lumley and. Uh, we had a better defensive record when he was in goal. So I, I don't know. I think just maybe Wilder tried to change too much too soon and maybe shouldn't have made, you know, wholesale changes like that. Um, but I don't know. I think maybe it's easy to say that after struggling because maybe, you know, if the recruitment was better, that could have been better. But um, I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking nonsense or maybe I've got a few, you know, points. But it's just, yeah, that's the way that I see it. Great points, Yusuf. I, not, I, not I, I said the other day, Middlesbrough, but we, we can't put the 90-minute performance together. We're either really good first half and terrible second half, you know, or the other way around. You know, we just can't put 90 minutes together and every game you can say we're good in that half or we're good in the second half in that game or the first half in that game. But we haven't put a 90-minute display together. And I, like you, think it's probably because we've made so many changes to the team this season and switched players around. And I think looking back, I'm sure Chris Wilder, looking back, would think, like you just said, maybe we changed too much too soon. And he should have maybe went with the tried and tested at the start of the season, where, like you said, kept the same back three that started, yeah. like finished the end of the season, um, along with um, your Crookses and um, your, your McNairs and just your Jones, and just kept six or seven more or less the same, and then integrated the new signings a little bit more slowly as the season progressed and you know I think that hasn't helped me and I think you, you've made two good points and you know nobody's ever going to come out from the club and admit they've made mistakes certainly Chris Wilder but there's got to be reasons why a team with and you know we know we're lacking a striker we know we're lacking another creative midfield player I still don't see six better squads in the league than us as it stands we were massively mm-hmm. underachieving massively under underperforming and there's some big, big players at Middlesbrough Football Club simply just aren't doing it. No, you're absolutely no, you're absolutely right. Um, no, I, I completely agree with that. Um, you know, I was going to talk about you know where the problems are, but I think we've, I think it's what I think we've, we've kind of integrated it into obviously our our catch up on on Cardiff. But before I ask you to remember the match, I, I put a little poll out on Tuesday night straight after the game. You know, where does the blame lie at the moment? While the players are both, and obviously, I know I don't want just to go into much detail, just give me your answer. Uh, I'll start with you, Yusuf. Who do you put, who'd you put the blame to? While the players are both, well, it's both. I think it's got to be both. Um, yeah, both to be honest, Steve. Exactly the same, it goes hand in hand. There's, there's, there's problems off the pitch with tactics and selection, and there's problems on the pitch with. Heart, desire, and motivation. John, both. Yeah, that's that was the most popular answer. Both, and people were looking at higher, higher up in the, the pyramid. Um, but I say that'll be a chat for another day because I say we could just we could go on and on and on about it. We really could. But I'll just get this bit out of the way. Man of the match, John. I'll start with you. Man of the match, if you can pick one. What more, Steve? I, I can't give one. That, that, that's one of the worst forty-five minutes I've seen in thirty odd years supporting Middlesbrough. The first forty-five, and, and for that, there's yeah. nobody deserves the man of the match. Shocking. Yeah. Yusuf. 
probably uh, Rodrigo. He tried, he tried, he tried his best first half, uh, and obviously got a goal second half. So if if you had to, if I had to choose, I'd, I'd say Rodrigo. I'm picking someone that we we've mentioned a couple of times, but we haven't sang properly about Dyke Steel. As soon as Dyke Steel came on, we were balanced. Everything balanced with that team. You know that that right hand side was as threatening as the left hand side, and we got balls in the box because if Johnson put in Dyke Steel did, and uh, he looks actually defensively sound as well. If he's on the team Saturday, I'm not going on the ground, and I'll stick by that as well. So, and no, John, you're not dragging me in. Um, I am. You're fucking not. Uh, right. We'll quickly finish off Rotherham. Right. Um, Firstly, Yusuf, are you making the trip up for Rotherham or is it... Uh, you are? I'm coming, yeah, I'm coming. You're escaping all the madness of uh, the capital at the moment. Have you... Before, <laughs> before obviously, I've gone to the football, have, have, have you got anyone queuing? Because I know you just moved to the south part of London. Yeah. Is there anybody queuing not far from you for Westminster? No. <laughs> no, I think... Uh, no, it's... Uh... I don't know. I think sometimes the media can exaggerate things, but yeah, no. Because obviously, I, I, obviously, you, I saw you where you've mentioned where you've moved, and you know, looking at place out, obviously. But and I saw it on the news, and I was like, I'm certain I know someone that lives not too far away from there. And they're like, well, this line's massive; it's miles long. And you just uh, said no. <laughs> no, don't don't always believe what you see in the news. I think. Uh, I think most people have learned that, especially in the last couple of years with COVID and everything. Just yeah, don't don't believe everything that you see in the news. No, controversial. <laughs> well, so they nice. just show you what, what what you want to what, what they want you to believe. But um, yeah, right, that's, that's the only thing I mentioned about what's what's going on this weekend, that side of things. So, so you're making the trip up obviously on Saturday. You you know. Give us your thoughts. You know what? What are you expecting to see? What do you want to see um, from 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 a, a really, I suppose, a side that's got some some making up to do with the fans? Well, there's got to be a response. There's got to be a response. There's got to be a positive performance um, a, and a good night, night, ninety minutes performance. Defensively, we need to look sound. Offensively, we need to sh- you know create. We need to score goals. We just need a good 90 minutes performance and make the fans sing because we've been singing like really well. The atmosphere has been fantastic away from home, at home, um, but not always the players have made the fans sing. So I think they, they need to make the fans sing, perform on the pitch. And, uh, you know, I think, yeah, just 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 a bit of heart, commitment, you know, defensively look like, you know, you, 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 you don't want to get beaten. Um Create opportunities, you know, um, and not too much sideways, backwards passing, because that's starting to really annoy me a bit. It's all very well having the possession, but get the ball, get it out wide, you know, get, you know, and Isaiah Jones, I mean, I love him to bits, but so many times he gets it, instead of taking his man on, he'll pass it or he'll do pretty, you know, but just take your man on, be brave. But, you know, that, that, that's what we want to see. We want to see, play, you know, some of the midfield players running in the box. Give, give like the wing backs options so if they uh, put the ball in the box there's midfield runners in there um but yeah just a positive performance hopefully a few goals and um but this is just typical rather at home you know are we going to be up for it we're up for West Brom and we're up for Sheffield United two you know good sides um are we going to be up for uh Rotherham at home we've just got to wait and see are you disrespecting Rotherham there <laughs> well, I'm not disrespecting Rotherham at all. I mean, just in case any Rotherham uh, fans are listening or whatever. But like, come on, like we, we we're expected to beat most teams at home, especially a team that's just got promoted from League One. Uh, you know, we've beaten Sunderland, who just got promoted from League One. So I think you you look at over the course of the season. You know, 46 games. There's certain games you have to win. There's no if, buts or maybes. Certain away games, you know, you'll, you'll, you'll take a point. Certain home games, you'll take a point. But there's certain games where, six, you know, three points is an absolute must. And I think Rotherham at home is one of them. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I say, I can't I can't disagree with that one. Um, I was just obviously trying to, you know, put a bit of... And I'd be very surprised if Rotherham fans do listen to this. So 
know, I like to stretch <laughs> out to the, the footballing world, but I can't imagine they want to listen to this. You but, uh, you yeah, so, no, you never know. You're absolutely right. But um, Steve, obviously, you mentioned there's a couple of things you want to see different. You know, what are you expecting to see on Saturday? Well, I posted on on, on Twitter for those that follow us um, that um, depending if he's fit, he's got to put Zach Steffen back in goal. Um, he's got to put Dykesdale in the start. He's got to play two up front, and it's got to be three points. And it's a really difficult game. Rotherham are coming off the back of a three 0 win and a one one draw at Watford. They're in good form. The confidence is high, and we need to start on the front foot. And it really has got to be three points in a really really difficult fixture for it. Um, and we've got to be positive, and we need to have them changes in the side. McGree has to be dropped back into the midfield. We need Dykesdale for his dynamism, up and down, up and down on the right-hand side. As I say, controversial. People think it's controversial. I don't. I think it's absolutely just an honest opinion. Zach Steffens was best goalkeeper. He's the best goalkeeper with his feet in the league. He helps with the way we play. He'll get better with games. Um, and we definitely need two up front, whether that be Watmore or Force. We need to start with two up front. It's as simple as that. It's a huge game for the football club. It's a huge game for the rest of the season in terms of which way we're going to be going. And it really is. It's live on Sky. The nation's watching. If it goes wrong, I think Wilder is under immense pressure. I mean, usually I agree and say, yeah, the nation is watching, but I think there's most of the nation are watching something else at the moment, but which could work in our favour, to be quite honest. So the Borough Nation, the Borough Nation will be watching. Oh yes, oh yes. <laughs> um, but no, you're absolutely right. Um, one thing I'll pick up, I want to pick up on, obviously, before I go to Johnny, obviously, to get his feels on Saturday. You mentioned straight away there, Zach Stefan has to go back in. Do you not feel that's a bit harsh on Roberts? No, I don't. Um, I'm, I'm. I really don't. I think Roberts was signed to be back up and learn and develop um, as a goalkeeper from the lower league. Um, he's come in. He probably wasn't expecting to get any football. He come in in the League Cup, had a, a mixed performance, made a mistake on the goal, made some good saves. He's then come into the league, which he wouldn't have expected to do. And to be fair, he's done, he's done very, very well overall in terms of the basics of goalkeeping. He's come for crosses, he's punched, he's kicked the ball. Um, and done what he should be doing in my opinion but the games he's played he hasn't had a lot to do he hasn't had many big saves to make um, and he's conceded goals like Stefan has he's conceded three against Cardiff you know, he's conceded two against Watford he's conceded his goals Zach Stefan right, has come in now he had a poor game against QPR admittedly but other than the QPR game Zach Steffen's made big saves over this season in games against West Brom, in games against Sheffield United. He's an international goalkeeper for the USA. He's played in the Champions League. He's been he's just signed a new four-year contract at Man City. He's been on the bench for a Champions League final. Players like that are outstanding players. You don't get four-year contracts at Man City unless you're an outstanding goalkeeper. And he's come here to get himself in the World Cup squad. And for me, He's the best goalkeeper in this division and he'll prove he's the best goalkeeper in this division before the season ends. And I'll stand by that and I'll come back on this podcast if I'm wrong and I'll, I'll give me opinion then. But I'll, I'll guarantee you before the end of the season, he'll prove a hell of a lot of people wrong. I think he's an outstanding goalkeeper. I've watched him. Um, I've got family who've got connections with Man City who support Man City. I've watched him for Man City when he's played in the League Cup games, the FA Cup games, when he's had to come in the league. Um, I've seen a little bit of him when he played in America. He's an outstanding shot stopper. He's, he's a common figure. Yes, he looks a little bit relaxed at times, but that's the way he plays. And maybe he has got to sharpen himself up a little bit in the championship in terms of the physicality of the league on crosses. Um, like, like when he made the mistake against QBR, I'm sure that's been drummed into him. You don't get VAR in the championship, pal. You're going to have to come be stronger and be tougher. And he'll learn. He's, he's, he's had an injury, which hasn't helped things, obviously. He's had a knee injury. So he's been in and out the team now and he just needs a run of games. But as for Roberts, I think he'll be happy that he's played the minutes he's played, uh, both in the league and the cup. You won't be expecting anything else, in my opinion, than to be taken back out again. And at the moment, if if Stefan is fit for the Rotherham game, 
I don't think Roberts can argue that he's coming out the team. He's just conceded three goals. Um, not saying they were his fault, but I don't think he was particularly great on the first one through his legs. Um, and the second goal, he got a big palm to it, but it was a, it was a, you know, it was a vicious strike, but he had a big hand on it. It went in the net. I think there's a lot of Middlesbrough fans, if that had been Zach Steffen, would have been asking questions. But for whatever reason, Roberts yeah. seems to have been... You know, he's sort of, sort of taken over a little bit of a, as, as a fan's favourite because he's come in and he's looked a little bit commanding. Well, if you analyse the games like I do, because I love me goalkeeping, he hasn't had a lot to do. And I just think if Zach Steffen had played in the exact same games, he would have done exactly the same thing. So time will tell. And I'll, I'll, I'm happy to come on social media and come back on this podcast if I'm wrong. But I'm, I'm quite confident I won't be proven wrong. And I agree with the bulk of Steve said there, but if Zach Steffen's listening and he needs a new agent, we know the man for the job, don't we? I know. <laughs> but um, I just thought I'd pose the question. Obviously, um, <clears throat> you know, there's a lot of fans out there being quite impressed with Roberts. I've been impressed with Roberts, but I fully expect him to to drop back to the bench when Stefan comes back. And he, Stefan was brought in to do exactly. What he was brought to do is to be the number one. You know, he's he's got the number one jersey for a reason. So, um, no, you're absolutely right. I agree with that. I just thought it wasn't a pose a question to to argue with. You. It was to obviously put the other argument out there because there's a lot of fans that listen that you know do say that you know he should be on the bench for now. But I, I'm with you on that, John. What are you expecting from Saturday before I get the predictions from the boys? Well, I think Saturday we're going to find out an awful lot about the manager and we're going to find an awful lot out about these players because if they've got anything about them, we're going to see something completely different on Saturday night. Uh, I'm, expect, I'm expecting passion, I'm expecting a bit of pace and I'm expecting hunger and pride in their performance in an hour shirt. I know they're not Middlesbrough supporters, a lot of them, but they're playing for this club and I expect them to give 100% while they're doing it. Nothing less is acceptable. There we go. And you've met the agent of Middlesbrough Football Club there. So, you know, well done. <laughs> right. But last thing I need from you boys then. I'll start with you, Yusuf. Score prediction. Well, it depends on what Borough turn up, really. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm positive. And, uh, yeah, I think 2-0 to the Borough. First scorer. First scorer will be Rodrigo. There you go. And the day that Ladbrokes decide to sponsor us, I'll give you a little price on that. Um, Steve? I'll go a very, very nervy 2-1 win with Middlesbrough winning at late. Oh, I don't have to deal with that. Um, <laughs> first goal scorer? I just think they'll I'll, score first. I'll go... First Middlesbrough goal scorer, Matt Crooks. Oh, so now you said that, you think we'll go behind? Possibly. Oh, there you go. So, Borough come from behind and win. Go, go find the bookies, they'll give you a price. Um, John? <laughs> well, we're all we're all very down and pessimistic at the moment, so... That's here comes 5-0. Junior's hat, Rick. There we go. And a lot happier podcast next week. That'll yes. do me. Yes, please. That will do me nicely. I'm going to match Joseph and um, and JD um, two 0 and I actually think Jail Fryer got the first goal. That'd be good odds. It'd be really good odds. So you know, I'm down for a bookie to sponsor us. Um, so, um, and there you go. That's us done, um, gentlemen. John, thank you very much for obviously. You know, being with me as usual. Um, Pleasure, JD. Thank you for popping on and popping off. Um, Steve, always a pleasure. Um, you don't have to um, say I'll, I'll happily come back on because you'll be you'll be welcomed on any time. So thank you so much. Loved it, boys. And if Zach Steffen's listening, I'm always here. <laughs> and if if you, if you are listening, Zach, I'm Steve's agent, and you'll, you'll want at least five percent. So there. Um, and Yusuf. Thank you so much. It's always good to talk to you. Um, we'll make sure we catch up with you on Saturday. Um, safe journey up here. 
Um, good luck escaping the mad the madhouse that is London at the moment. Um, you know, it probably do you good actually escaping that place. So, um, we're looking forward to seeing you on Saturday, and thank you so much for popping on as well, Norman. No, oh, anytime. Thank you very much, and good to chat to all of you guys as well. So, yeah, really enjoyed it. Always oh, good to chat, you mate, and thank you very much for listening, liking, subscribing, commenting, uh, interacting, and basically making us do this because we enjoy doing it for you so thank you very much we'll have a chat next week hopefully you know we'll probably have to put a smile on your face it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a tough weekend any anyway uh shape or form you know football or no football so you know keep positive up the borough um keep smiling and i'll talk to you next week up the borough, up the borough.